Hello, and welcome back to the Electric Punch Podcast. As always, I am your host, Logan Grigsby, and we're going to have a serendipitously superior show for you today. But first, the quick announcements. We have officially rolled out our Discord server, so if you have ideas for future interviewees, have some questions you are dying to ask, possibly get some first looks into who we'll be interviewing next, or you're just trying to socialize, make new friends, and see what's going on in the scene, this will be the place for you. Also, drink more water. Preferably not holy waters. I'm sure most of you would get burns. Watch out for creatures of the night. Wear some silver. Always hunt as a pack. And lastly, love each other. And with that, I would like to welcome tonight's guest from Fresh from EDKC, Ryan McNeil. So, I'd like to get started with something real. What is your favorite SpongeBob quote? And what character do you identify with most? Ooh. I think favorite SpongeBob quote's gotta be... uh... Mayonnaise is not an instrument. Mayonnaise is not an instrument, Patrick. (laughs) As far as character, uh, like, ooh, who do I identify with? That's um, Squidward for me, obviously. Dead, dead to the world. Hate everybody. Hate everything. (laughs) Do you know they say every SpongeBob character, the seven main characters are actually based off the seven deadly sins? No way. Yeah, SpongeBob's obviously like Meanie or something. Mr. Krabs obviously like greed. Yeah. Patrick's sloth. He's obviously he's lazy. Okay, I Gary can might see be that. sloth and he might be gluttony because he's always eating. But yeah, all of them are apparently based off of Seven Deadly Sin. So I guess what sin are you? <laughs> oh, dude, probably pride. I'm a Leo, so I like you know, <laughs> you know us August boys, we we got an ego on us. Okay, so let's talk a bit about the churn the journey. God damn it. Um. First off, I'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. So let's dive into it. This is EDKC's first year. So let's talk about a bit about the journey it took to become a reality. When and what kind of was the inspiration for you to start working on this project? I mean, it goes way back. I've Mm -hmm. always been like a big uh, fan of just, you know, like concerts, festivals, parties. I mean, I was the kid, you know, my parents went out of town. I have like a planned kegger (laughs) with like a theme and like, you know, like a whole directional, like, you know, text message going out about where to park and all that. So I've always kind of been like a a people person, a party thrower. And it just came to fruition with this. Honestly, it was just sort of an inkling of an idea for a long time. And Mm -hmm. then I went to Breakaway this year. It was over my birthday. Uh, my birthday was August 5th, so I was with a bunch of my friends who are in the industry, the Oak Media Boys, Absolutely. one of our financiers, and we kind of were looking around, and I was like, obviously not on this level, because, yeah. you know, it's but a, let's this do, is let's a multi-day, multi-million dollar, yeah. but I was like, I feel like logistically, it's not entirely impossible. Mm-hmm. All you really need are like, you know, a few main components, Absolutely. find some people who know what they're doing and just enough time to plan and promote. And then I went to Dance Fest and it really just hammered home the idea of like, okay, like I kind of understand mm-hmm. what the skeletal structure of, of this is. Of this is, and I think on a much smaller scale, it's a, you know, it, it's not easily accomplishable, but no, like not by any means. with enough work, time, of, and yeah, energy, time, and effort, the right nice, people, the grindstone. Yeah. So that's kind of what it was. And I got with uh, the team at Oak Media. Shout out, shout out, uh, you know, Zach Schneller and Sean Calderon. You know, excellent guys. Mm-hmm. Huge part of EDKC. And then um, we were very blessed with the fact that uh, another one of my good friends is the owner of Brand One. So uh, uh, Brandon Martinkus and Brandon Fine, uh, mm-hmm. those boys over there, they have access to that lot as tenants. So you know it. You know, kind of just came together as 
they were doing shows there that were hip hop shows mm-hmm. uh, with a guy named Hijack, another guy, great guy out of Kansas City, great promoter, great rapper. And I was like, oh, well, you know, if they're already using shows, then like, you know, they're probably yeah. cool with it. I just approached him about it one day and uh, they were like, absolutely. And so we kind of went through what the lot capacity was, mm-hmm. what the build out would look like potentially. And, you know, it's like a 500 and some change lot. So I said, you know, if we fence it off with a stage or whatever, we could easily fit, you know, three, 350, yeah, which I think is a target, good target mm-hmm. crowd for your first event. And I mean, you know, besides the insurance and like the headaches of getting licensed from the city, everything was pretty much self-explanatory as mm-hmm. to what we needed to do. Um, so you're telling me this was an idea in August, kind of super wanted to do it for Breakaway, but weren't sure. And then Dance Fest is kind of, so you threw this all together here in like a month or two. Honestly, it was like a couple of months of brainstorming, but about three weeks of actual work. Goddamn, goddamn. Impressive, sir. Impressive. So <laughs> how do you go about planning and organizing like this event? You just sit there with the homies and throw ideas at the whiteboard or what does that kind of look like for you? I mean, I just kind of had a vision for it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm what I like to call a macro manager. I'm not a micro manager. Mm-hmm. So my whole approach was I'm going to lay out a blueprint. I'm going to find people that I think can fulfill each role well and that I can trust to do their job so that I don't have to nitpick and like, you know, try and oversee every micro transaction that they're about to take on and just trust people to do their jobs. And that's what I did. You know, we had a great graphic design department. We had a great promotions department as well as marketing. Um, the venue managers were extremely helpful. Uh, a lot of the people with like, you know, the build shout out to tribal roots out of Wichita. Mm-hmm. Like they killed the stage for the mantics with the function ones. Again, I'm a big believer in hiring people who are professionals and know what they're Absolutely. doing and Absolutely. leaving it in their hands. So, I mean, that's kind of how it worked. It was like, you know, let's start reaching out to people. And I just kept getting yes, 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 yes. It all fell into place. And I said, all right, let's go for it then, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the money together, got the plan together, got the permits, you know, got our insurance in place and then just started a huge marketing push. And uh, luckily being a DJ, uh, the community here is so closely knit that I, all I had to do was reach out to a couple people like, hey, you know, would you like to play on this lineup? And we have such a great talent pool here that it was like really easy to put together just such a fire local lineup which I hadn't really seen like a fully local lineup that was like festival size mm-hmm. yet. It was a lot of like direct support and opening or, you know, if they were playing festivals, they'd be playing like the silent disco or the Red Bull stage, but mm-hmm. they weren't the the main facet of the, of the event. I was like, that'd be a cool idea, you know, really make a, like a EDC, but on a much smaller Lower level scale. and have it all be Kansas city based. And then we brought in all Kansas city vendors, mm-hmm. you know, the host venue is a Kansas city brand. So it was just like a four Kansas city by Kansas City, City local EDM festival. And I absolutely, lo- I absolutely love that. I love the local. local That's what crowd. it's for, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's all about as much as we love, you know, like the major shows and everything. Like the people here that are putting in the work day to day, they got to get some time to shine too. Because like, you know, everybody from like Dead Mouse to Subtronic started off as a local DJ mm-hmm. doing like you know little parking lot shows at some point. So like, all it takes is the chance for the right person, man. You never know who's going to be next up. Exactly, exactly. I'm a big believer in that. And shout out my boy Kraken, who was just on the show too. He absolutely murdered his oh. set. He's actually who I heard about this podcast from. Big fan, big fan of Kraken. Oh yeah, man. Big fan of Kraken. I'm, I'm super excited for Dead Man Tell No Tales over at yeah, their uh, at their shop, dude. Absolutely. I'm I'm a little upset that I got pushed back a little bit, but I'm willing to wait for perfection. I know, oh yeah, I know I'm. I I'm on the same page, man. Total perfectionist over here. I'm like a up to the last minute tweaking and, and messing with stuff <laughs> kind of guy. So say you go home after this podcast, you open your door, unlock the keys, and there's a penguin in your living room. What is your reaction and what do you do with said penguin? Okay, is it is it 
Batman penguin or like the animal because that's going to be two distinct reactions. Because if it's the Batman penguin, then I'm definitely going to start talking in the Danny dark DeVito Batman like penguin <laughs> and also regular penguin. Yes, Danny DeVito well, Batman penguin and then yeah, if it's Danny penguin. DeVito, we're definitely playing night crawlers in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely playing night crawlers. Please <laughs> maybe, make me some rum ham. Yeah, maybe going to jam around with the toe knife. You know what it is. <laughs> and uh, oh man, if it, if it was the uh, if it was the animal, I'm probably you know. <clears throat> gonna go with like the happy gilmore approach and chase him around the apartment going <laughs> it's too hot for a penguin out here <laughs> okay so obviously with first year vests there are a lot of say negative nancy's oh, yeah, downers man. how do you deal with that negativity and kind of just knock it out of there you know i am like a big believer in like uh just general positivity like positivity absolutely, as absolutely. in like it'll always win out like if you just can keep a positive mindset and put good energy around you and just forth from yourself it'll always end up beating out the negative nancy's you know what i mean absolutely it's, you know i can't tell you how many times you know i got negative comments or inboxes or would just hear people just like talking mm-hmm. down on it and that's you know you, people don't absolutely. like to give the benefit of the doubt, mm-hmm. especially to something that they don't know about. And also being semi new to the scene, because um, before this year, I lived in New York for four years mm-hmm. and then we had COVID yeah. and then I had a baby. So like, you know, a lot of people, unless you're around in like the 2015, 2016 scene when I was a hip hop DJ, have no idea who mm-hmm. I am or, you know. A lot of the team members that I work with are also new. Mm, like, seems so different from 2015. Exactly. Seven years ago, music with music industry, so many people move around, change locations, stuff exactly. like that. So coming back here, it's obviously a, not an entirely different community, but and the, it, in a way, it is. The people who knew us knew it was going to be great, but again, not a lot of people knew us, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, shout out to Oak Media for like really grabbing the attention of the city. Um, Zach is at a phenomenal DJ as well, but also kind of in the same boat. Like he's only really been playing shows for I think like a year, a year and a half. You know what I mean? So he's relatively new as well. So it takes a while for people to really to recognize your name as or brand identity in Kansas city, especially because we have so much talent and so much going Mm -hmm. on here. Like there's so many amazing companies out here that like, it's you really got to hold your own and come with it heavy. If you want, you know, any sort of recognition out here. And I think we accomplished that with our first event. We actually sold it out. So we were at capacity. Um, We obviously were not like turning people away at the door, but Mm -hmm. as far as like, you know, physical ticket sales go, we sold all of the tickets. Uh, We ended up just having to like let the last couple people in because we were like, we don't have any more tickets, guys. We honestly underestimated the turnout. So, you know, yeah, that's got to be an amazing feeling though. Oh dude, it's, it's, it's super gratifying for sure. Mm -hmm. So a first, first year festival is obviously very difficult. Do you have any stories of having to deal with hand, difficult situations? Anything ca- came up that was oh, man. So, kind of didn't see come in? So uh, the city permitting mm-hmm. uh, was just, it was so much more difficult than yeah. I anticipated. And luckily we have like an amazing lawyer on our team, mm-hmm. but we tried to send just <laughs> like, you know, one of the shop owners down there to do it. And he was like, so bewildered at first because the lady is like what's the event for like what is you know what is the reason for it and he was just like you know it's like yeah we're gonna play music in the parking lot like he just was not prepared at all so like she turned us down we had to go back there and then Mm -hmm. we had to get you know then we had to get the insurance policy in place to add on to it Mm -hmm. and then it was processing and i kid you not i think it literally processed out and we were able to pick up the physical copy at four 
53 on the Friday before oh and they were closed God. until Monday, closed at five and are closed yeah, until Monday. So it was like, wracking. oh yeah, I was in the car and I was just, I was like, I'm going to put my phone down and I'm just going to look at five yeah, and like, like pray, <laughs> pray, pray for God, do the Hail so Mary. It was a close call, man, because you need the city permit. Like, you know, we are all about being on the up and up. Like we, absolutely, absolutely. we do not want to do anything illegally, illegally or put sketchy. anyone in harm's way. Absolutely. You know, Big we believe in safety. We respect the city. We respect the police. You know, we want to do everything the right way and respectfully because we ask that of, you know, all of the government bodies and everyone else. So if we do it the right way, you're going to treat us with respect and treat us the right way. And if we don't do that, then we can't expect to be treated like that. And I think that goes a long way in the entertainment industry with the people you work with, the people that you're asking for help with, you know, anyone Mm -hmm. that you're applying for permits with. I think that's just like a major part of it is just showing good faith and like being reliable and straightforward with all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't, could not agree more. Um, okay. So after a while, festivals develop a theme. Yeah. Either dinosaurs, Wizard of Oz, Timeland. Do you see EDKC developing a theme? So we didn't really have like a hard theme for this Mm -hmm. one. We did have a lot of like blow up space aliens Mm -hmm. just because I think everybody loves aliens. Everybody loves aliens. But you know, just with the last minute, you know, kind of mindset of like trying to put everything together and have it be very successful. Mm -hmm. We didn't really really have the time to do that. So obviously, yeah, more. But I think if we did do a theme, I think I really like the idea of like all of these set theme festivals. But Mm -hmm. when I worked in New York, some of my favorite parties were the rotating theme parties. So it would be, you know, a nightclub would have a certain theme and they'd be decorated like, you Mm -hmm. know, for one or two months and you'd go to like a certain amount of parties there. And then they would be closed for two weeks and it'd be a complete reconstruction and they wouldn't tell anyone what they were doing until the next party would pop up and it'd be a pop up and it'd be a fresh new theme. And so it was always so exciting and it kept people coming back and guessing. And it really helped with that burnout in because mm-hmm. you know unless you're like lost lands and you have you know fifty thousand yeah. die hard base yeah. fans who are like super down with a dino it's very hard to like Nail keep the theme. theme fresh you know mm-hmm. what i mean and everything has been so done because you know we're in 2022 people have been throwing raves since yeah. i don't even know yeah. when so before i was born for there's sure. not a lot of original ideas left and so i think if we do go with a like a themed festival I think it'll be a rotating theme. I think like every event you see from us is going to be love something it. different. Love it. Love it. Like, love it. you know, we're actually, I am doing an event in December, not a festival at all, probably like a much mm-hmm. smaller scale event, but like, uh, you know, in the wintertime. So we're trying to think of a fun theme for that. And then, you know, we'll try and have the themes matching to the appropriate time of year. But we also like to keep sense. it fun and keep people guessing, mm-hmm. you know, make it something a little bit different for the city. See, I asked Kraken if he could start a holiday, what holiday he would do, and he said Pirate's Day. I'm like, that would be a pretty cool theme. Pi- pi- a pirate party? <laughs> yeah, Everybody that's... loves pirates. Hey, why is all the rum gone, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if I had to start a holiday, though, I think uh, we would do half Hanukkah, because I know they have a half Christmas in mm-hmm. July. I think we need a half, half Hanukkah, Hanukkah, but it'd be, you know, eight days, so eight just days. like a... A week and a day in the middle of the summer where we all just get gifts again. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm, I'm down for that. I'm down for that. Yeah, man. Um, so obviously running a festival is a lot of work and a lot of ambition. How much previous experience did you have going into this? So running a festival, I had zero experience. Zero experience. But yeah. I worked in a uh, pretty cutthroat environment in New York City. Mm-hmm. I worked as a nightlife promoter and mm-hmm. entertainment um like marketing guy for a startup called image model. I worked for a company out there called butter group, mm-hmm. which they own like one Oak and up and down. They partner with gold bar and I worked at catch. So I got a decent amount of experience in like a, you know, 
very high-end market competitive market that is you know one of the top nightlife destinations in the world and so i would say i translated that experience and then also just being a dj and being in touch with the edm community here i kind of just like took the two halves and and meshed them together um but as far as throwing a festival goes i honestly had no experience i just kind of like figured out what i thought would be the best method and I got a lot of advice from a really, a lot of really great people. You know, that's another reason Kansas city is so great is like, everyone mm-hmm. is really down to mentor and give advice. Absolutely. Like, you we know, some really good people. Out shout there. out to Zooks. Uh, Dylan gave me like a whole bunch of really amazing pointers came on the lot, you know, gave me free game, which is something that you don't see a lot mm-hmm. from, you know, outside of KC. Cause everyone's in such close competition. And like, yeah. he was basically out there like, Hey man, this is some ideas I have from being in the industry. And like, we used a lot of those ideas and it was extremely helpful we ended up not being able to put the stage where we wanted to because mm-hmm. of permitting issues. But the way that he saw it, like the breakdown was beautiful, man. So shout mm-hmm. out to him. Thanks for all the help. Oh yeah. No, and I absolutely agree. Kansas City is very helpful and very about helping each other. I always ask, who do you consider your competition? Who do you see consider or your biggest competition? Nobody's ever liked that. Nobody's like, oh, I hate Zooks or oh, I hate, well, I guess that would be super awkward. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, everybody's like, no, every, every, there's enough room here for everybody to eat. Everybody can be successful like there is enough room for everybody to grow here and i absolutely love that we have that mentality that's the formula to success man like that is the reason that like austin and denver and chicago have become so successful because they have so much talent and they work Mm -hmm. together instead of trying to tear each other down down. and that's a major reason why i left uh being like a hip-hop dj because i had a pretty decent career going Mm -hmm. i went on tour with the suicide boys denzel curry fat nick puya we opened up for like E40, Currency, uh, Lil Wayne, Ty Dolla Sign. So like it was, you know, by no means a reason of leaving for a uh, lack of success. It was just at the time, just a very toxic community and mm-hmm. like a lot of negativity and just they don't have that same sort of brotherhood and community that the EDM community mm-hmm. has here where everyone is together Absolutely. and helping each other. It's all about like just looking up for I yourself. see those music festivals like Rolling Loud where they're throwing shit at Kid Cudi and I'm like I fucking love Kid Cudi oh, like I like how the hell do you fucking do some shit like that I don't he is get... one of the most singular yeah. Yeah. influential artists of our generation mm-hmm. like I don't think people realize how much he influenced music like mm-hmm. his sound completely ch- I, I mean you ask any of the people at the top and they'll tell you like Travis and, and Kanye literally you know before all the drama yeah. we're singing his praises because he left his fingerprints all yeah, over the industry over and i think it. for the better absolutely absolutely i'm absolutely like heartbroken that he said that he's kind of done rapping and he's kind of done with that I, I mean i get it but it is a i'm excited to see you know what where his career takes him though like mm-hmm. i love to see the growth of artists absolutely you know nobody's absolutely. gonna stay the same forever so i'm glad that he's like breaking out of his shell and finding stuff that makes him happy mm-hmm. So, would you rather be a vampire or a werewolf? And are vampire. you Team Edward or Team Jacob? Vampire, easy, 100%. 100%. Werewolves are not immortal, so... Yeah, but they can go outside. They also, can play in the sun. Most werewolf lore is like, they black out and don't remember when yeah, they're a werewolf, so you don't yeah. even get to enjoy your superpower. That's like, you know, that's like, if, like, you know, every time you got drunk, you were like, you know had super strength and you could do whatever you wanted and you didn't even get to enjoy it you woke up at a blackout you're like man i didn't even get to remember throwing that car across the freeway like what the hell is that out and i could throw cars across freeways it would be terrible (laughs) it would be terrible Yeah, hopefully hopefully that's that nobody is uh blacking out and throwing cars across freeways that'd be very scary but yeah no 100 percent vampire i always thought like vamp culture was super cool 
You know what I mean? I never had like the fangs or anything, but like definitely team Edward. Like I always thought like, you know, back like Lost Boys days, like Lost Boys yeah, was my shit, I do man. Fucks with the Lost Boys. Yeah. Or like, um, oh, what's that Johnny Depp movie where he's the vampire and he's buried underground for like a hundred years. And then he's like, talking about yeah like up in like the coast or whatever oh man that's a great movie mm-hmm. too it's a i think a tim burton movie which you know yeah. tim burton's like yeah, the king of vampires but 100 percent underworld all that that whole franchise oh God, that that's underworld. that stuff's so badass too so yeah definitely vampire man i think vampires were really cool mm-hmm. so i obviously admire the fact that you went big and you decided festival first thing so Obviously, it's not a one-man job, though. Why don't no. you tell me a bit more about your crew? You obviously, you talked a little bit about Oak Media, but yeah, why don't you tell me a little about your crew? How many people do you think you had working together total? And So we had Oak Media, which is Zach Schneller and Sean Calderon, mm-hmm. and then we had a couple of their um, regular freelance media people, Donnie Rodolfo and Al, uh, and so that's, what, four people plus myself is five. The Brandons make seven. But I mean, it was really like a, a full team effort, man. Like, you know, we had the Tribal Roots guys down there. I think there was about mm-hmm. four of them. Um, Shay was actually uh, doing a festival that day, I believe. So his partner, Justin, sent his crew down there. And then Rhythm Antics, they had about three or four people, too. So, you know, the artists actually helped a lot, mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? They were helping me with, like, putting Absolutely. up signs, decorating, blowing stuff up. So it was like, it really was it really a community was a team effort. effort. I'd say there was about, like core team probably about seven of us mm-hmm. and then like actual like build day of on law probably about 15 20 of us hell yeah okay so how do you go about picking partners and djs and how do you know somebody's going to be a right fit for your team i am a big believer in intuition mm-hmm. i'm not like an analytics guy mm-hmm. i'm like a gut feeling, gut feeling. instincts kind of guy absolutely like, i when i meet people can usually within like the first 10 or 15 minutes kind of gauge like whether we click or not mm-hmm. and um you know obviously you have to factor in talent and experience absolutely but i think at the end of the day it's like really who you can trust to do their jobs mm-hmm. and really who you, you can rely gonna on be there who's exactly gonna be like there, who's gonna show up early bust ass they may not be the best but they're gonna do their best and of put course in that work. of course it's the kind of people that i would rather have a team of people that i know i could call at 2 a.m to help mm-hmm. me hide a body than like yeah. the best in the business but won't answer your phone calls yeah you know absolutely i absolutely. think you get more done that way because like effort really shows is. especially on the local level mm-hmm. it really effort does really is everything i believe in that you are you are preaching um Okay, so obviously the Midwest is known for its bipolar as hell weather. Oh, man. Were you a little bit nervous about doing an fe- outdoor festival in October? We, uh, you know, honestly, we're tracking weather every day. I think yeah. that may be like a, uh, oh, what's, uh, I think I'm an amateur meteorologist at this point. Like, honestly, <laughs> oh, if man. Fox need to fill in, man, I don't know if they'd like the uh, the neck tattoos and the nose ring for like, you know, the, the mass appeal, but I definitely could get in there and talk about some weather because we are trapping, or tracking like, uh, you know, like the Doppler, like weather charts, but we got extremely blessed with the fact mm-hmm. that it was a beautiful day, 65 yeah. during the day and only like 55, like still like 55 at night. We did have uh, a backup. Um, High tech was kind enough to provide us with a festival tenting option that was like mm. a nine foot tall at the entry and like i think 15 foot in the middle like 20 by 20 festival okay, tenting. so there were plans in place if we in needed case. it for the actual production mm-hmm. to protect it so you know again shout out another staple in the community mm-hmm. chris otter for his kindness Great and people over there. yeah and his help with that we ended up not needing it um and the vendors brought tents we had a couple of 10 by 10 covers so 
it was kind of more of a fingers crossed type mm, thing, absolutely. you know, any, any outdoor event really is, it but is. as even, long even as it wasn't, you can have a hailstorm. Mm-hmm, as long as it like wasn't that. like an act of God or like, <laughs> you know, just like the, like the nastiest weather you can imagine in, in October, which being in Kansas city, we've seen some pretty nasty yeah. ones, but we got a beautiful, nice warm day. So like really couldn't ask for any better weather. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I asked her a little bit earlier about inspiration to start EDK, EDKC, but why don't you tell me what inspired you to get into in music in the first place? I have always been um, just a big fan of music. My dad was actually in the industry back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. He was like a roadie and a light designer. He worked with well, hell yeah. like Beastie Boys, Aerosmith, oh, yeah. Metallica, um, I think Ziggy Marley. Uh, and so like he was like, you know, just the man growing the up man. like okay. i thought he was so cool like he's still my idol and like he's schooled me to so much game mm-hmm. you know he's from germany he's been around the world so like okay, you that's know badass he's just a wealth of information mm-hmm. especially about music so like you know we would listen to records together driving me to school we would just be talking about music what he thinks is cool what i think is cool obviously my taste changed mm-hmm. a lot from when i, mean, when I yeah. was like eight, everybody 10, does 12. everybody does but man like he really just put me on and then um I've always just really appreciated rave culture because, you know, I grew up as like, you know, a skater listening to Eminem and like, you Mm -hmm. know, I had the dyed hair and the baggy clothes. Like I was very counterculture, like, you know, had my scene phase and everything. And I think EDM just really embodies like all of that, but in such a positive way, Mm -hmm. like it's the best part of counterculture. And like that kind of fuck you attitude towards like mainstream you know, like the capitalistic machine and all that, but like in such a loving and positive, positive light, way. which I think is like so cool, man, because it, it's like the best parts of like, you know, like punk rock and like mm-hmm. all of that, like kind of the ideologies of that, but like wrapped up into mm-hmm. this, like into this whole sum. Yeah. Like this beautiful positive. community yeah. where it's like, we can all raise our middle finger towards the machine together. Yeah, absolutely. Which and like, I'm all about that. What I that, think dude. music really is about is bringing me people together. Sometimes it's bringing people together to raise their middle finger to the machine, but fuck. Exactly. It is about bringing people together. Exactly. And I think like, because of just the, the freedom that you have with EDM is like, you can really encompass a lot of those other musical styles that inspire, you know, the punk rock and the rap and everything like that. Like you can really put your own touch in it. And I think a lot of people do bring that, like their inspiration from like other genres and like, you know, the other counterculture music industry people that they kind of bring in and they're like, Hey, these people are not EDM artists, but we really look up to them. And so we kind of are inspired by them in this music. And I think that's really fucking cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So do you have any musicians that inspire you and what about them inspire you? Oh man, there's too many to count. I mean, I definitely like Eminem, Nirvana, um, you know, Kid Cudi was a huge one for me. Mac Miller, like grew up on Mac. Same with Wiz, man. That was like the you know, the soundtrack of my high school days. Yeah, absolutely. Wayne with the absolutely. whole mixtape thing. So about how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I uh, just turned 29 in August. So okay, I'm a senior so a few, citizen. a few years older than me. <laughs> a few years older than me. I'm 26. But yeah, that, that definitely was what I grew up in with, with in high school. Like that, that was all I listened to in high school. And then I started listening to, I think the first EDM track I listened to was either, uh, it was either Rusko, um, or Datsik. I think it was Firepower by Datsik, or oh, I can't think of the Rusko name, but it's like me Woo Boost. <laughs> it was either Woo Boost by Rusko or Firepower by Datsik, like mm-hmm. way, way back. And then, like, obviously, you had like the rise of Skrillex, mm-hmm. and then we had like 
you know, the whole base nectar thing, super unfortunate what happened yeah, with that. Absolutely. But like, you know, at the time that was he like was the per- dude. Yeah, so absolutely. And so I wasn't as into it because I was more, you know, hip hop mm-hmm. focused, but like I always had a great appreciation for it. And then just kind of living in New York exposed me to the other side of it. Cause I'd only really heard like American trap out of LA and mm-hmm. then like dubstep from like, you, you know, the UK and like, so that's all I kind of knew about. And then I living in New York, obviously with such an influx of like, you know, not only Europeans, but the rest of the world living there being a melting pot. Mm-hmm. I really got introduced culture, to like, yeah. you know, like all like acid house and techno oh. deep house, Afro beats, like all these different kinds. And I was like, Oh man, there's so much sick music out there that like, I had no idea. So it just kind of opened my eyes and I came back to KC and the scene was thriving here. Mm-hmm. And now like, you know, I love, I'm a bass house artist at heart. Like I love dubstep. I love house. I like to love tell house. the line right in between like, Joyride, Jaws, Abstract, Getter, Gasly, those kind of guys. You know what I mean? Draw a lot of inspiration from them. Absolutely. So EDKC is obviously EDM-centric. It's yeah. in the name. 100%. But was there ever talk of having some hip-hop or other genres to be a part of it? We debated it. And mm-hmm. obviously, in the future, we would kind of like to take almost yeah. like an Austin City Limits or Coachella approach mm-hmm. where it is like a multi-genre, all-inclusive yeah. festival. But us being, you know, predominantly EDM DJs ourselves, mm-hmm. or it you know, just makes in sense, the scene, especially the first year. we kind of wanted to stick to what we knew because Absolutely. we knew it would be quality, and mm-hmm. we wanted to put on a quality event. Absolutely. We didn't want to kind of reach too far mm-hmm. and like out of our comfort zone. Makes sense. Especially in our first event, yeah, lack absolutely. of expertise was just not something we were comfortable with. Mm-hmm. But we would love to expand, Band. and like I think all music should get a platform equally. You know, mm-hmm. see, my biggest gripe with say Dance Fest is at the beginning they did have some hip hop, and now it's kind of been phased out completely. I think I would... Breakaway is kind of trying to do what Dance yeah. Fest was doing. I actually went to one of the earlier Dance Fests mm-hmm. where they had Eminem and Kid Cudi as mm-hmm. the headliners, oh my and God. that was I, I a great that. show. You know. It was, I think it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It kind of cuts back on ear exhaustion as well. Yeah. Not everybody yeah. is like, you know, a neck snapping, you neck know, snapping. like And I do like head. how they usually set it up where one night night's going to be a neck head banging night. One night's going to be a house night. But I do think it'd be really cool if they had a house that was a night that was a hip hop night. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm down, you know, to have a chiropractor appointment every week <laughs> for 52 of the year. Like I, I love, you know what I mean? The head banging. I'm, I'm a front row breaking the rail, mm-hmm. you know, with the rest of them. But I do think for the mass consumer side mm-hmm. as far as like the music industry goes not everybody is that it's actually a very small percentage mm-hmm. so i think it is very helpful to have multi-genre absolutely like you know absolutely. performances because then there's something for everybody and i absolutely. think i think music the idea mm-hmm. of it like live music performance it, it should be all inclusive mm-hmm. it should be for absolutely. everyone it is by someone for mm-hmm. everyone and i think that's the approach yeah. that you know i i definitely have friends and not all of them are in love with edm and i i get that not yeah. everybody loves computers yelling at them <laughs> no i mean but yeah, so yeah i i do i agree with you completely music is supposed to be inclusive so i do love it when like they have a headliner who's one but then the person right before him is a completely different genre and i like the nice little balance yeah i think they tried to kind of do that uh with dead mouse um and then you know what i mean like some of the heavier people whatever mm-hmm. i think they they kind of tried their the ideology was there and i think they did an excellent job i would love to see them bring back like some actual non-edm people yeah. though like the, the diversity in the subgenres of edm is awesome but it was like kind of refreshing to go have like you know corday play yeah it really or, was like, shout out my boy ashton ray he had a six set at breakaway too um 
uh, Bryce Vine. Like it was just kind of like a nice refresher and just kind of like the energy is different. You kind of mm-hmm. got to relax, sing along. It's a different vibe yeah. and it's very nice. And it kind of like, even if you don't like that music, that gives you time to chill out, take a breath. Exactly. Exactly. So what are some things that go into making a festival that most people wouldn't think about? Oh man, it's, it is a lot of like logistical paperwork yeah. office type stuff oh, that you man. don't think people see it and they're like oh man like you just have a bunch of djs out here yeah. and get some speakers and like you know you you're good to go together and you're good that is no. absolutely not what it is it is literally 90 percent boring busy work oh, man. <laughs> crossing t's and dot and i's filing absolutely. permits making, making sure your insurance is in your... place talking with lawyers talking with venue owners making sure the neighbors are happy making sure you're within the parameters of the law it is like it's a lot of you know desk work mm-hmm. so i don't think people realize that but shout out all the people behind the scenes who make it happen you know what Absolutely. i mean because they have to have a lot of not fun times for everyone else to have fun times and that's like truly ah, special that is a selfless is. act man like shout out to everyone and not only like on the back side of the business but you know the sound engineers the backline people the lighting techs anyone back a house roadies all those guys deserve so much more credit than they get, man. They, they really are underappreciated. So shout out all of you guys. So what do you think are the more stressful parts of making the whole thing happen? And how do you deal with said stress? Oh, man. I mean, I don't think there's like a set way to deal with the stress. I'm a big <laughs> believer in just like breathing and meditation, um, you know, and when that doesn't work, a cold one or two definitely does the job. So uh, I think there's multiple ways to deal with it. I'm like a big exercise guy, too. Um, I, you know, used to go to the gym all the time. Now with a kid, I can't as frequently, but I still try and get like, you know, some walks in Mm -hmm. or whatever, just to kind of clear the mind. And I think it really helps regulate that stress hormone. Absolutely. I need to get back into the gym myself. The best way to deal with stress is honestly to face it head on, not hide from the things that are stressing you out. Because I was, you know, very avoidance heavy at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like, okay, well, I'll just put this on the back burner and I'll figure it out later. Mm -hmm. And that just ends up becoming a mountain. It makes it worse. Yeah. You push it off, you push it off. And then all of a sudden you have like two days or two hours to deal with something when you originally had two weeks and you're like, oh man. It's much easier to walk over 10 hills than it is to climb a mountain all at once, you know? Absolutely. So if you break it down, you face it head on, I think that cuts back on the stress a lot. And just also taking it one thing at a time, just like making sure you're doing each thing thoroughly and completely. So when you are done with it, you're done with it. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to like keep it in the back of your mind, check it every, you know, so often. It's just kind of like, we have this squared away, move on to the next thing. And then eventually you reach the end of that chain and you're like, okay, we're good to go. It's show day. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So... While I absolutely love Kansas City, we can sometimes be a rowdy bunch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So was the crowd pretty good or did security have to bounce anybody? Any crazy behind the scenes stories? No, man. Uh, It was everyone was super respectful. They had great energy. Mm -hmm. And we had a very diverse crowd. Like we had everything from like, you know, some serious wookery going on (laughs) to like, I actually think the girls... Like, uh, some of the, some of like the girls sororities from like UMKC, I don't know which ones. I'm also not going to like name who it is. Cause I don't mm-hmm. know if they'll get in trouble, but, uh, yeah, man, like we had everything from like Wooks to Greeks out there, Wooks you know, Greeks, and everything in between. Spectrum. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Like it, it's really beautiful seeing such like diverse groups of people all coming crowd. together and like enjoying that same experience mm-hmm. together because that's what it's really all about mm-hmm. it's for the people I'm a, I'm a big rock head i'm a big metal head but the crowd isn't very diverse there. and so it no really like isn't. i played an almost entirely dubstep set and mm-hmm. i even like threw in some you know 
I think I had the uh, the Kezo rework of uh, Papa Roach um, last resort in there. I'm like, I saw some girls in like, you know, like the Harvard oversized like thing <laughs> with like, you know, some, I, I thought I was going to scare them out and they were in the front row getting front down, row man. I was like, all yes. right, guys, I guess never judge a book by its cover, especially when never. it comes to music taste. Never. Okay. So thinking back through this whole experience, what is a random fun memory that just pops in your head? Oh man. There were so many. Um, I think one of the most fun uh, was honestly um, we had one of the uh, the neighbors uh, we had to go talk to because they were not super keen on the idea of us doing <laughs> yeah. like a full scale festival. Absolutely. In the event. And um, I'm not gonna name like who the company is, but uh, they are a uh, one of like few custom leatherware and bdsm sex stores <laughs> okay so having that meeting in the back office just being like literally surrounded with like an arsenal <laughs> of like dildos oh, and gym suits man was like i More wanted I, at first i was like i feel like this is going to be off-putting and distracting but like honestly <laughs> they were such chill guys that like after a while like i forgot it was there but like man walking through that hall was like something else <laughs> dude it was like where am I, man? Where like, am I? We're here to talk here? about, like, you know, we're because it was a business meeting. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, these dudes are like talking all professional and like straight all. business. And it's just like, you know, you're yeah. like, you know, you got a big old floppy one floppy five inches one. in your face. And it's like, how are you not distracted by business this? Meetings but I guess the they're just dungeon. in their element. Yeah. No, dude. So, yeah, I would definitely say, like, it's the a power uh, play. The they, event, that's how they get you. The event meeting in the sex dungeon was probably, yeah, one of the most unique memories that I had from uh, setting up the event. I'm so, so besides music, what do you like to do in your free time to kind of rejuvenate, bring your energy back? Well, I am a dad of a beautiful, almost nine month old girl now. Congratulations. Uh, my girlfriend and I, um, we like to spend as much time with her as we can. We're very hands on awesome. parents. So we like to go for walks, go to the aquarium, you know, do anything that's kind of like, that. lets us spend time with each mm -hmm. other as a family. Cause I think that's super important, especially being in nightlife and entertainment. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like, Having those weird hours. Absolutely. Definitely. So that's a big, uh, big thing for me. And then, um, you know, I also just like to be outside and to do stuff. Uh, the, uh, the head of Oak is actually one of my neighbors, mm -hmm. uh, Zach. So like we hang out a lot. Oh, you know, that's nice. We go have some Convenient. adventures, you know, I'll go bike around, go bird around. I love food. Kansas city's got mm. so many great spots. Like we like to go try different spots. Um, I love that. I'm just definitely like, a foodie myself. Hang out with friends and family, man. I just, I'm a big people person. Like I, I love being surrounded with people that i i love so you, never you know really what i mean it gives me life and yeah recharge that social battery you're pretty i'm much a social butterfly man and, and my girlfriend is the opposite so it's really funny because mm -hmm. it's like i'm always Weird trying balance. to go do something and she's always trying to get I me to stay home. home she's a capricorn yeah. i'm a leo so she's like let's stay home and watch a movie and i'm like <laughs> let's go to this restaurant yeah. with, and invite 10 of our friends for margaritas <laughs> so we definitely trade off but it's good for me because you need those like you know like the those nights at home where you're just like mm -hmm. chilling and recharging because that is like one thing is I'm such like a on go mode type of guy that like sometimes I don't even realize when I'm getting drained and it's very helpful to have someone that's kind of like, Hey, we need to relax and recharge. Absolutely. So that's something I'm working on. 
Um, but I'm like an activities guy, man. I like to do stuff. I like to do stuff too. All day, I every kayak, day, if I, I can. I own a dirt bike. I own disc golf. So oh, I just that's go awesome. Disc golf yeah. Not great with a dirt bike. I hurt myself on my second day of owning it. So. Excited for winter. I'm a big snowboarder. Yeah, I love yeah. the snow, man. Snowboarding. I don't skateboard as much because I'm I very like to tall. I skateboard, but I'm not very good at it. I'm very tall for yeah. skateboarding, so my center of gravity is not mm-hmm. the best. And like, I was getting hurt a lot I when I was trying around, to do. I can ride around, but I'm not doing tricks. I was, yeah, no, I, I was trying to do too much and was getting hurt. Nah. Okay. My, my insurance was not too happy with me. So <laughs> they were like, yeah, you got to, you got to figure we're taking your skateboard so, away. So the snow is a little bit At more forgiving. Snow, you got something to fall. Exactly. Into, yeah. Snow versus cement. Yeah. I'm taking snow every time. Okay. So how would you describe a wook to a church camp? And do you consider yourself a wook? I think I'm like, <clears throat> like 40% wook, 20% SoundCloud rapper. And then like 40% like, somewhat degenerate business minds. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street, Jordan Belfort. Yes, style. exactly. Like, I'm just like a, a very unique mix. But I mean, dude, Wooks are the most beautiful people. Like, for real. Like, they are just such genuine souls that they don't care about, like, the eyes of society being like, you need to dress a certain way or you need to, like, act a certain way. Like, they have the best time traveling around, mm-hmm. living with their friends, going to all the shows. I mean, I think it's like the new generation of Deadhead for real. Oh, absolutely. You absolutely. Know? Like most people say hippie and it, and it kind of is the evolution of hippie. It's keeping the like, Woodstock yeah, ideology alive. Yeah. yeah. But it really is kind of an evolution of that. Bro, I'm here for the wookery. Mm-hmm. I you am know? here for I, the wookery. I, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So do you consider yourself a hunter or a gatherer? Oh, I'm a hunter, 100%. Hunter? hunter I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a go-getter kind of guy. I'm a, I'm a figure out what be. we need to do, track it down, and, and do it. Hey, you gather people, though. You gather you people go. together. Yeah, you know, we're not, uh, we're not hunting. I'm like, uh, oh, what's that book where the dude, there's like that crazy rich guy, and he brings people out to his island, oh, and he like, hunts me. them for sport. Most dangerous, <laughs> most most dangerous, dangerous game. game. Yeah, we're not on that level. We're not but, on quite uh, on that level. Maybe, maybe one day. <laughs> maybe one day. <laughs> that's like some, that's some Jeff Bezos shit right there. <laughs> Okay, so... Don't sue us, Amazon. Looking to the future, what do you imagine EDKC will look like in the five years' time? And what do you think ED, EDM will look like in Kansas City in five years' time? I mean, I really hope that uh, you know, we can continue to grow and just collaborate with the other great people of the city. Um, we would love to start booking national acts uh, as Absolutely. well as keeping you know, like the locals the local kind of central focus, it, maybe move to multi-day, and just you know, branch off into doing like... Uh, more than just festivals, you know, mm-hmm. like hosting events, mm-hmm. after parties, you know, stuff for the community, uh, just, you know, really anything and everything that the entertainment industry will allow us to do and, and not even allow because, you know, I'm a big believer in like, I hate being boxed in. I don't, mm-hmm. we, I don't want us to just be one thing. Yeah, absolutely. I want to be a multitude of things mm-hmm. because I think everyone is a multiplicity. Nobody is just one thing. So no absolutely. event should be just one thing. It's, it's about, you know, so much more than that. Um, and I think the KC scene is going to be just miles and miles ahead of where people realize mm-hmm. it's going. Like, you I know, so just being it's recently so on the much, inside. Yeah. Especially after COVID ended, I feel like we literally went into this renaissance of shows every Friday and I never have to worry about what to do. Like there's always something going on. I, I love it. Dude. And it's just, you know, we have so much force here that people don't realize with like, Zooks, high tech, impact, mm-hmm. Borda, yeah. Mammoth, you know what I mean? And and that's just like, you know, like the big guys. And then on the local level, you know, you've got like crowd control and all those boys, Oak Media's shutting mm-hmm. it down. And it's just I think the only thing we're really lacking in here is like a good like club scene because we only really have like 
Aura doing shows right now, and I love the Aura shows. Mosaic every once in a while. Valentino Khan coming up. Shout out Valentino Khan, one Mm -hmm. of my favorite bass house artists. But I think if we had like more of a nightlife scene, it Mm -hmm. would actually help the EDM scene. I I absolutely agree. But I think with like the development of Kansas City downtown, really having like a revitalization Mm -hmm. and the World Cup coming, I think we're due for a Renaissance, man. Mention the World Cup. I feel like that's going to be such a big thing. I'm so excited. I think we're due for a Renaissance. Yeah, expanding the train and everything. I think it's going to be great. I think it's it's going to explode. I don't think people realize what's Mm -hmm. coming. Like. Just getting here, being on the inside, I can already see so many good things coming that like maybe people aren't aware of, but it's just like we are on a bullet train, like, you know, straight for I, I have no doubt in my mind that in a few years we can be on the same level of, of you know, Austin or Denver. Oh, hell maybe yeah. not on the same size Scale, because we're not as big of a city, but I think like quality wise, yeah, like absolutely and like event frequency, I think we're headed there for I sure. I definitely, I definitely agree. So what do you think is the best and the worst advice that you have been given? That's ooh, that's that's a hard question. Oh man, the best advice and the worst advice. I would definitely say the worst advice was uh, my mom. Probably uh, she's gonna be mad at me about this, but she wanted me to go to school to be a sports broadcaster, mm-hmm. and I was like, I have like the most nasally white guy voice. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear me on TV going the ten, the five, <laughs> touchdown, Kansas City. They're gonna be like, who is this fucking like, you know, weirdo with a nose ring and purple hair on <laughs> yeah. TV, like talking about sports? I was like, Mom, I don't think. And she was so upset when I told her, I was like, I'm not, I'm not oh, doing that. And she was like, you'll regret this for the rest of your life. <laughs> so terrible advice, mom. I love you so much. Uh, you know, just, just that's not, so not the right that's role. such a different career path. You wouldn't think that a mother usually sent, tries to send their kids Man. up. And then let's usually see. it's doctor, lawyer, dentist. My parents are pretty mad. I'm not being a dentist. The best advice I ever got was probably Lil Bow Wow from uh, need, or, uh, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift when he said, I don't think outside the box. I tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. That's always been one of my favorite quotes. I'm like, fuck yeah, man. We tear it up out here. We don't think outside the box. We're, we're, we're fucking breaking the walls down. Okay, so if you could change anything about the music industry as a whole, what do you think it would be and why? Um, I would definitely probably lower the prices of festivals just because i know how much it costs to throw a festival on a local scale i can't even imagine on Mm -hmm. like a i wish it didn't cost so much i wish like the major corporations and the companies uh you know would uh help us out and uh, lower the fees because there's so many people that i know that would like literally go to every single show if they could afford it but it's just not a realistic you know like yeah Yeah, and it's just i think that the more people the more inclusive we can be I think that is just going to be better for the industry because, you know, it's all about, like I said, making, like getting the music to the people, man. That's who it's for. Absolutely. That's who it's for. Like le- less capitalism and, and like more, more plur. Yes. Yeah. More plur, man. Fucking wookery on the rise. So what does plur mean to you? Dude, I mean, you know, I think it's just like the embodiment. I know it's literally the peace, love, unity, respect, mm. but I think it's just the embodiment of like this positive love each other for our differences you know like be accepting of like all types of people within reason Mm -hmm. obviously all Mm -hmm. types of you know like they're still have to have boundaries and they're obviously like you know some sort of activities that you see that you're like okay well i can't condone that so maybe not a hundred percent 
but it's just open-mindedness yeah. and wanting what's best for the community and just like you know other coming together to celebrate yeah. one another and you know just like this beautiful genre of music and all of the people who are involved with it that's like really what it means to me i think it's not so much the like literal definition it's more the idea and the feeling behind it absolutely so what do you think is the best way to promote a show Oh man, it's it's so hard to say. I think you really need equally like word of mouth street team mm-hmm. and social media. And I think both are equally important mm-hmm. because I think there's people who, you know, will go too heavy on one and not really go heavy on the other. And I think it, it's really a 50-50 split. Like you need people out there putting up posters and handing out flyers and creating like a groundswell. And then you also need, you know, like influencer social media markets, the, you know, the promo campaigns. I think it's all equally important. I think social media is becoming more prevalent, but I definitely still am a huge believer in like, you know, boots on the ground approach. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm a big believer in honestly word of mouth. If one of my homies tells me to, Hey, we're going to this, I'm way more likely to go than exactly. just like, Oh, just seeing an event on Facebook. And or you can't believe or... everything you see on the internet. Like there's so many good editors and mm-hmm. graphic designers out there now that they can make a really, good. really cool looking video for like a very mediocre event. Yeah, and Luckily, we don't have that much here. But a like, weird comparison with video games, that's a big thing where people will make these great content, great videos, great trailers for video games, and then the actual game is just sucks. Yeah, no, 100%, man. And then like you got to wait like, you know, three years for the fucking patch to come yeah, out. And then yeah. it's like... I, Lo- I love Cyberpunk 2077 now, but I'm looking at you when you first came out. Yeah, come on, Keanu Reeves. <laughs> come on, man. You had me way too excited about that. Was- so if you were to throw a benefit concert uh-huh. or any charitable cause, what do you think you would pick and why? Uh, man, cancer, probably. I have, like, um, my girlfriend survived breast cancer. She had a- an entire mastectomy, um, mm-hmm. you know, at the age of, like, 27. And... Uh, my mom has had skin cancer. My grandfather died Absolutely. of brain cancer. Right. My dad is a cancer survivor. He's mm-hmm. actually missing his tricep from it. So it's just like something that's really I, I understand that completely. Home. My dad gets skin cancer all the time. Chemo is so unaffordable mm-hmm. and so hard on people. And yeah. I know that it's there literally... has to be a cure out there. Mm-hmm. It's really just big pharma stepping up and saying, hey, we don't care so much about the money. Let's actually heal sick people. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I don't think that's like, you know, a yeah. clear cut uh, event anytime soon. You know, because it is a business. Yeah. I get it. I don't agree with it, but I understand well, it. We hate the government here at the Electric Punch, <laughs> but there's no reason that it has to be like it has to run so rampant. Like yeah. I know we have the technology for it Absolutely. to cure it, and way too many people are affected by mm-hmm. it, whether personally or dealing with dealing it with their with family. A family member or something like that. And it shouldn't Absolutely. be like that, man. Like all these other diseases, they come. A couple years go by, we knock them yeah. out. There's no reason that cancer should still be hanging around having 20, the effect. 30. Oh, I guess it's always been around. Skin cancer has always been it's, around. It's not, you know, the 60s or the 70s mm-hmm. where people don't know that yeah. cigarettes give them cancer anymore. Like, we know what's causing it, and we know how to treat it. We're just, you know, for some reason not doing it. Okay. So, how many chickens do you think you could take in a fight? <clears throat> chickens or, or roosters? Chickens. Chick- eh, roosters, yeah. Okay. Roosters. That's, okay. That's more fair. <laughs> Sorry, that's my girlfriend okay. calling me. Okay. Um... Let's see, man. I don't know, maybe 12, 15 max. 12, 15 max? Oh, Depending man. on the size. You're a champion. I, I think I could maybe do six, six roosters. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I took, uh, I took martial arts for a long time. I'm okay. A, I'm a red okay. belt, so I'm a red belt in karate, so I feel like I could hold my own for a little bit. But okay. it, it really depends on how ferocious the chickens were, man. Like, you know, 
Okay. If they're like good old, you know, country chickens, or if they're like, you know, cockfighting chickens. If they're cockfighting chickens, I'd say maybe five. <laughs> if they're just yeah, like they're regular ruthless. farm chickens, maybe they're like 10 or 12. Them. Yeah. I know they'll like metal them up, they'll like armor plate their talons and stuff. So yeah, yeah you got to watch out for I'm those. sure, uh, you know, I'm sure they're, uh, they're looking for vengeance for all the KFC oh, and Popeyes absolutely. I've eaten too. You know, I love fried chicken. It's, it's one of my <laughs> We can pleasures. smell the fried chicken oh, on your breath. Man. We're coming from you. Nothing like some good old crispy tendies after a long day. So, if you were to book any three DJs for the next EDKC, who would you want to pick and why? That's that's crazy. Um, I would love to fucking book Jaws. Probably Abstract and uh, either Getter or Joyride. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I love their vibe. I Mm -hmm. think that they're like such great performers on top of being musicians you know they can do clubs they can do festivals Mm -hmm. so i think anywhere you put them and i'm also just a huge bass house guy and now if we're gonna do dubstep i mean the obvious choice is subtronics like you know he's he is killing it right now he's the basically like the jordan of of edm right now i mean you know i mean like if i was you know if i was doing dubstep probably like subtronics uh excision and then maybe like skrillex just because he's yeah. such an og he's yeah. such a like he's on the he's on the rushmore of djs list. for me for sure um so i think it depends on the type of the event but one of those one of those three it'd either be like you know if it was a more housey like bass house event the previous three or if it was dubstep excision skrillex probably and uh subtronics yeah for sure okay so forgive me for asking this but are you you smoke marijuana correct are you a little bit of a pothead oh no that's the devil's lettuce i don't touch that <laughs> if you were a specific strain of marijuana do you know what you would be probably green crack uh, <laughs> i have yes. boundless energy mm-hmm. not that i've ever uh, experimented with it though i'm a <laughs> <laughs> just yeah just from what i hear damn devil's lettuce so um edkc obviously that's kind of off of edc and stuff like that were there any other ideas for the names or when did you kind of settle on that we went through a lot it was actually uh oak media's idea they said you know let's take it and like make it our own for the kansas city level it actually stands for electronic dance music kansas city but obviously it's like an eye Mm -hmm. grab so we just wanted to catch people's attention with it it's very hard in such a saturated market to kind of break out especially with your first festival Mm -hmm. not really being well known so we thought that that was a good approach from a marketing standpoint some people didn't agree with it um i can understand why absolutely and the logo obviously is like very close um but we just but wanted it's kind of like comic con though we are such big fans of edc mm-hmm. that we were like hey man this is such a great event like we want to basically do what they're doing but on a smaller scale in for kansas city you know we don't have that budget and we don't have the team to do it on their level but like it was really more of a show of appreciation for everything they've done for the community. And that was just the festival that we kind of decided to go with to, you know, just run with their inspiration for our event. And, you know, there is no indication that we're going to keep that same name. Like, you know, it might just be for that yeah, event. We might absolutely. end up changing it. it. It, we really haven't decided that. Like we're so fresh into it. We're just very excited that we sold out our first event and it went so successfully. I'm, still like waiting for the content to come like mm-hmm. i literally haven't even seen any of the footage yet so we'll Take definitely have time. a push and have like a team meeting and kind of see where we're going 2023 um we'll definitely have some great events Absolutely. for everybody in the city and hopefully you know in the regional area we'd love to branch out to like mm-hmm. 
Des Moines, Omaha, Chicago, Dallas, Austin, anywhere that'll work with us, really. Anywhere that is a city that is a fan of EDM, we're a fan of you. Okay, so with the, obviously this was very successful, sold out. Do you think this is going to lead to you starting your own kind of production company or? Man, I, I don't know. I don't know if, if we want to do like uh, a full, there's already so many amazing yeah, production absolutely. companies that it like. It just might be easier to just partner. I would love to out. just, yeah, just like continue business and like give them work because what I'm really great at is just kind of the logistics and the organization. Yeah. yeah. And I leave people to the jobs that they're also good at, like the lot builds. I think the production companies here are absolutely killing it. The promotion companies are absolutely killing it. And I was just kind of the glue between everybody. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just kind of like the go-between. Bring it, so, bringing everybody together. I, I like to call like myself that. the catalyst. Yeah. <laughs> like I know everyone who knows how to do it and I just know they don't know each other yet. So I bring them all together and that's how we make magic happen. Okay. So... If you could know the truth behind any conspiracy theory, what would you like to know? Hmm. Any conspiracy theory. Any conspiracy theory. So I read a Reddit thread the other day about Rugrats, and I want to know if um, it was actually, uh, like, has any, any, like, the theory has any hold. It was about how... Uh, Angelica made up all they're oh, all delusions. Man, don't get me. All the kids are made up. Oh, <laughs> you've said you read yeah, you've been I've down that. that the baby's like mentally challenged, uh, the twins are dead. Yeah, so I was like, dude, if that's true, that's really fucked up. Yeah. So I would love to know if there's like any realism behind that. I'm sure there isn't, but just to ask the creator would would be yeah. like a conversation. I'm wondering, I'm wondering the same thing about the seven deadly sins. I would have said aliens. But obviously the government They're literally just came out and said aliens are real and UFOs are a real thing. And it was during COVID, so nobody cared. But I was <laughs> like, yo, guys, like, you know, fucking greetings from another planet is not too far away. Hopefully they're like chill aliens and not an attack on Mars or, or like fucking uh, War of the Worlds. Cause it can't get any worse than what it is now, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> it can't get any worse. Okay, so we are running a little bit about on time. So is there anything you kind of want to talk about, cover before we go? Anybody you want to give shouts out to? Anything like that? Anything we have to look forward to? I know we kind of mentioned a little Christmas thing earlier. I don't know if you want to talk so about that at all. It's still an idea form. We don't have anything. Form, uh, we don't have anything concrete yet. We are looking to do it, but we'll see how we'll see what pans out. I mean, uh, things that are coming up. I am opening up for Proto Hype and oh, Shanghai yeah. Doom next Saturday, October the twenty second at Aura. Oh hell yeah! Um, That's and gonna then, be a good one. Uh, Zach, Zach, my good friend mm-hmm. and fellow DJ, and I actually are debuting our um, house group Casa Cartel. At the Halloween party, the 29th for O'Dowd's House Therapy. Exciting. We have a follow-up show right after that at the Voodoo Lounge at Harris Casino with our boy Ashton Ray. And then, um, man, I'm just looking forward to going to a lot of the shows. We have so many great shows coming up. Zooks and High Tech, Impact, they're they're shutting it down. Liquid Strangers coming up. Um, Can't forget the Borgor, Boombox Cartel. Uh, Zeke Beats, Riot 10. I mean, there's, it's literally uh, Peekaboo, Hesh, like, you know, yeah. so many of my favorite DJs. Um, there, it, level Up's coming, I think, like, real soon. Freak Fest, we're yeah, going to that. Freak you Fest. can find us. You can Fest. find all of my, uh, my homies. We're all going to dress up like old people and go to Freak Fest. We're going to put on, like, the senior citizen costumes. So we'll oh, be there front yeah. row with our walkers, waving them in the air <laughs> for sudden death. <laughs> Man, it's just, there's, 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 there's such a beautiful, you know, just influx of energy in the industry right now. Shout out to everybody who's putting their heart and soul in it. Like, we appreciate every single one of you. 
Well, thank you, sir, for th again for taking the time for coming on. Obviously, EDKC was badass. Can't wait for EDKC two or whatever it turns into. <laughs> yeah, whatever um, we call it. Yeah, um, absolute blast to have you on. I'm glad that you're back here. You're working. You're working, putting shows together. And first time meeting you. Very glad to meet you. It definitely does seem like you got a lot going on. You seem like a very smart guy. It's it a pleasure, like man. A lot, I mean, I think it was together. destined to happen. Us two purple hair boys, man. You know what I mean? You got to get us in the room together. Oh, hell yeah. Now we just need uh, Jared Leto from uh, Suicide Squad. <laughs> and with that, I would like to remind my audience to have a fantastic weekend. Stay safe. Stay out of trouble. Uh, keep the vibes going and love each other. Uh, thank you, guys, and have a wonderful weekend.